Hi, my name is Kasinda and I am a senior at Baruch College. For this podcast, I will be talking about the challenges faced by college students and their administration's response to the novel coronavirus pandemic, as well as its effects on its most vulnerable students. And by vulnerable, I mean those who rely on on-campus resources in order to compete in the college environment. So due to the coronavirus, for the first time ever, colleges have gone completely online. And there is an obvious gap between those who can afford to continue online learning and for those who don't. During my research, the same concept kept coming up over and over again, and that is access to things like computers and Wi-Fi that are essential to learning online. So when classes moved fully online and colleges closed, those who rely on on on-campus resources like computers and Wi-Fi suffered because they no longer had access to the necessary tools that they needed to be successful in college. And according to a Huffington Post article entitled, What Distance Learning Looks Like for Students Without Computers or Wi-Fi by Rebecca Klein, Uh, It states a 2019 survey of over 10,000 community college students conducted by Wolf Einstein and other researchers found that only 78% of students reported having reliable access to a computer or laptop. Eight in 10 students said they would find it helpful to be able to borrow or use Wi-Fi hotspots from their university over 70% of them said that they would like to borrow computers. My question is, why is this still an issue in 2019? We're supposed to be progressive, technology is expanding, but why are there still students who lack the access to things like computers and Wi-Fi at home? Why is this still an issue? CUNY offered some help uh, they took a f- they took an extra week to figure out how to get laptops to students who didn't have them. Uh, third party organizations like Spectrum offered to hook up Wi-Fi in homes that didn't have it. And you know, the concept is there, but it took this crisis for universities and other technology companies like Spectrum to step up and help these students. But this should already be implemented because these tools were necessary prior to the coronavirus shutdown. Students needed this to be successful. But when they go home, those students who don't have the finances or the funds to buy a laptop, the people who live in shelters don't have access to Wi-Fi. So this problem is dire. And and in the case of the coronavirus, it's detrimental to their success in college. And the shift happened so swiftly and abruptly that a lot of these students didn't have an opportunity to borrow a laptop from from their college's resource uh, centers. And thus, they were left in the wind, and they were left to fend for themselves. Me, fortunately, I was able to borrow a computer 
from the lab from Baruch's uh, technology center but not everyone had that opportunity because it happened so abruptly because it happened without warning nobody you know the people who needed it did not have the opportunity to access it during that time and so CUNY tried to take a couple of, to take a couple of days to try and figure it out and get these uh, computers laptops iPads and so forth to the necessary students who need them however this then raises another question about how to get this information to the students who need them because when you strip everything back and you look at it bare-boned you see that these students already don't have wi-fi and they don't have computers so how are you able to get this information to those students that need them on time because regardless of their need college co college classes are still going on professors are still conducting classes and they do not have the access to contact their professors or even have the access to receive the information so that they can act accordingly and this speaks volumes for communities that are shut out from the rest of the world because they don't have access to basic things like Wi-Fi and computers or a TV to hear what's going on on the news or computers um, so again this like I said leaves a huge gap between those students because they are struggling to because during this pandemic it's already hard as it is when it comes to trying to keep up with your classes as well as the anxiety is being within a pandemic and all the things that go along with being a college student and living within this pandemic it's hard as it is but then there are people there are students who don't even have the opportunity to continue learning because they don't have access to basic things like computers and Wi-Fi. And I really hope that this raises concerns within the administration as well as which also would help them to implement change within the uh, college uh, environment because in order for college to be a level playing field among the students who have the money who have the funds who have the uh, support system to continue going to school we should also look out for those students who don't have access to those things because when things like these happen when resources are no longer available to them they can no longer compete within that environment and that's just not fair and it's unbelievable that there are still students who go to school and spend tons of money to be there who work extremely hard to pay for school and not have the opportunity to enjoy it and not have the opportunity to learn because of simple things like access to a computer, access to Wi-Fi.
access to a space to do work. Things as simple as that, things that a lot of people may take for granted. So I hope that this reveals a lot of the problems within colleges and universities and will allow them, allow the administration to make the necessary changes to allow these students to continue their education because they're already paying a shit ton of money to be there. So I conducted a survey among college students so I can get a gist of how they've been feeling during this coronavirus and also give them a platform to voice their concerns. And one of the questions that I asked was, is there anything that your school could have done to accommodate this current coronavirus crisis? And one of the responses I got was, larger refunds to students, especially those who pay for school themselves. And that really got me thinking because a lot of students go to college and spend a lot of money to get the education that they deserve. But for some reason, colleges have been extremely tight-fisted when it comes to refunding students the money that they have paid to receive a college education. Now, I understand that this pandemic could not have been foreseen to the extent to which it has affected colleges and universities across the country. But the fact still remains that student debt is a huge issue in this country. But some may argue that the education you receive may be worth the debt that comes out of it. But when you are no longer in a position to receive the education to the full extent of the money that you put in, you deserve to be refunded for what may be unsatisfactory or inadequate education. So then I did some further research on how colleges have been responding to this shift to online learning and whether or not these colleges or universities have been giving refunds to students, especially since finances have been so tight and people like myself have been furloughed, laid off, or fired from their places of employment. And I found the responses very interesting. Uh, I spoke to a friend of mine who goes to Binghamton University and she had mentioned that her refund was, I believe, $350 or so. And so I went online and I searched up Binghamton's average tuition. And on average, their tuition alone, not including room and board, is almost $7,000. And out of that, my friend only received $350. That does not equal the amount that she is losing from the shift to online learning. Then I found that NYU, a prestigious school here in New York City, also one of the most expensive schools in the country, had their students demanding reimbursement. But instead of working with the students on reimbursing their tuition, they were sent a video of their dean dancing to a song, Losing My Religion. This reaction from NYU was not only unprofessional, but it was like they were mocking those very students and their families, many of whom have sacrificed a lot to be at that university. 
and to receive the education that they paid for. This then raises the question of what colleges and universities' intentions are, whether or not their main priority is the students or the money that comes with them. This is a pressing issue because this is what's happening right now to these students who are away at school. Many of them who don't necessarily have the finances to support themselves, to support a family while going to college. And many people take out loans, uh, credit cards, etc. to pay to be at school. And now that their education is being compromised due to the coronavirus, institutions that are supposed to serve them is refusing to give partial refunds or adequate refunds that suffice the loss that they received due due to the coronavirus. And I find it very troubling that a lot of these universities don't take into consideration the sacrifices that a lot of these students and their families make just for them to go to school so that they can go to college and get an education so that they can have a better lives for themselves. But instead, they hold on to that money. I also read that Harvard received money from the government bailout a few months ago And my question is, why is Harvard even getting a refund? That school gets tons of money from alumni, from the government, etc., from students. But yet, these colleges, like NYU, aren't taking their students seriously and aren't taking the fact into consideration that these students put tons of money are and end up in tons of debt just to go to school but refuse to accommodate for those students who are losing out on this very opportunity so i've heard over the years that college quote-unquote levels the playing field for individuals because they all have access to the same education but is that enough for someone to be successful in college It's just showing up enough for an individual to get to and through college. But the old saying has been proven ineffective for many reasons. As students, in particular low-income students and in many cases minority students, lack the resources to compete with students who have a significant advantage, whether that be financially or otherwise. The coronavirus has only emphasized this issue, and the already vulnerable students were left to fend for themselves during this pandemic. In my interview with Dejour, she mentioned that her university, Georgetown, had made a number of mistakes when tending to the issues of their students. She is currently staying on campus because she did not have the resources readily available to leave when the university abruptly told students that they could not stay on campus or to stay home during spring break. At Georgetown, as the semester was coming to an end, 
Uh, the remainder of the students who were left on campus, those of whom were most in need of the housing, were told that they had two weeks to get off of campus. And here is what she had to say about their response. I know, to give an example from my perspective for students who are currently staying on campus, um, in the beginning of May, um, like May 1st, I believe it was, we got an email saying that we would have to be out by May 15th. And if we weren't, we would have to pay, I think it was like like $50 a day or something like that to stay for transition housing until June 1st. And then we'd have to pay summer housing costs, which is like over a thousand. Um, and we got that email at the beginning of May. So that's only two weeks to May 15th. Right. So of course that added so much stress because a lot of us still don't even know What's happening this summer? I know I had an internship that unfortunately got suspended due to COVID-19. So at that point, it wasn't suspended yet. So I wasn't even sure what I was doing this summer, let alone being able to find out where I'm going to go in two weeks or pay that money. And as I said before, this was before I knew I was getting 2600 from the COVID relief fund. So I wasn't even getting any money from the university in terms of refunds. So it was really stressful. And then... Students got on a call with administration and were like, this is ridiculous. Like, one, where you said this to us two weeks before, you can't, they just laid out all the reasons why it was ridiculous. You can't evict students during like a crisis, all of this stuff. And then within a day, um, they extended it till June 1st, which is a whole extra month, which is great. And then they greatly reduced summer housing costs. And now I know students, um, there's a thing at Georgetown called the Georgetown Scholarship Program, mm-hmm. which is for first-generation low-income uh, students on campus. And anyone who's in the Georgetown Scholarship Program um, who are on campus are getting their summer um, housing costs completely funded. That's great. And I don't think any of this would have happened if students didn't advocate in meetings with administration and say, this is wrong. how you're handling this and treating us. So a lot of changes that have been brought out have only happened because students have advocated for it and pushed and worked hard, all while still taking classes and stuff. So I think the administration made a lot of mistakes Mm -hmm. that students had to carry the burden of making sure it got fixed. And a lot of the students who were carrying the burden just so happen to be students who are the most vulnerable. So students of color, um, low-income students, first-gen students. Um, So, yeah. This just goes to show how much uh, the university that she went to did not take into consideration the added stress that they would be putting on these students who were already vulnerable at the time because they needed to stay on campus. They abruptly was just like hey you guys have to get off of campus otherwise you're going to have to pay x y and z and the students themselves had to talk to the administration and tell them hey this is not okay this is wrong because it was um it it really baffles my mind because in many instances when you think about college you think of you know, people getting together of different races, nationality, uh, class, etc. And yet the university that is an establishment that is meant 
to serve its students would turn a blind eye to the issues that was that was affecting them and I mean kudos to the students who stood up and spoke their mind and made change happen because it was necessary but the administration should have reacted very differently to this but they didn't and the students had to step in and advocate for themselves um so it's it's really eye-opening as well uh because the university that she goes to is a very well-known uh university and a lot of their students are wealthy and they have the money and they have the resources to fly out of DC when needed but a lot of they're also at the same time ignoring and isolating a portion of their student body and they need to make those necessary changes so that things like this don't happen again and that their voices are heard as well as their needs met so that they can also um be able to compete with these other students who are better off, not better off, but more privileged, so to speak. So I conducted a survey just to get a gist of how college students are feeling as well as offering them a platform to voice their concerns. And what I found is that there are a number of obstacles making it difficult for college students to maintain distance learning. And because of the pandemic, Distance learning is going to be the new norm for the unforeseeable future, and these concerns need to be addressed in order for it to continue. One of the survey questions asked, what are your top three concerns you are currently facing while, social, while distance learning? And the responses I got were 82.35% said keeping a regular schedule, 52.94% said too many distractions at home, and 35 Point twenty nine said, my physical workspace. The survey just goes to show that the external circumstances play a huge role in how students are adjusting to this new way of learning. And they need to be addressed so that certain students aren't left feeling isolated or ignored by their respective colleges. The matter of the fact is everyone's home life is different and distance learning is not effective way of learning for everyone due to the obvious differences that may be their home life. Personally, I live with a lot of people and I find it difficult sometimes to find a quiet workspace that is uninterrupted. And I also live with my nephew who's three years old and who likes to play and run around and it can be difficult to concentrate sometimes when he's around. And I can only imagine what it would be for someone living or taking care of children while simultaneously trying to keep up with classes and so forth. But how do we go about addressing these issues and allowing for students to be in a position where they don't feel like their education is being compromised and their concerns are being heard? So for the survey, I 
found that a number of students had I left a open-ended response for students to write about how their schools could have better accommodated to this current coronavirus crisis and I'm just going to read a couple of their responses uh one said warned about the possibility of moving moving online and began to take initiative instead of just shutting down immediately without warning I believe the grades should have automatically not counted and the pass or fail no credit system should have been implemented to everyone except for those who indicated that they want a letter grade. Personally, I think the semester should have been extended. Be more transparent with the students, especially those most vulnerable. Partial refund, better and faster communication. Larger refunds, especially those that pay for school themselves. They should have closed school the moment patient zero came to New York. Took more time to thoroughly learn how to master distance learning. This one here. Took more time to thoroughly learn how to master distance learning. From my experience, everything happened really really fast the transition from online the transition from in class to online and everyone was scrambling trying to figure out how we're going to do this there are students who have never taken an online class there are professors who don't know how to use an online forum but yet they threw everybody into this new world without warning and in order for distance learning to work, there has to be a better way to implement it without throwing everybody into this new way of learning. There needed to be more transparency with not just the students, but with the professors and training for the professors in terms of learning how to use these online forums before, before making them take these online classes. I have heard stories about professors who barely email or use Blackboard to communicate with their um, students and it's because they don't necessarily know how to use these online forums and that is a huge issue that needs to be addressed when implementing online distance learning. I have also um, came up with a few other ideas in terms of how this could be better implemented uh, when it comes to um, addressing the problem with the pandemic at the forefront of it. Um, the first suggestion is we can start by implementing a universal A or a pass because the coronavirus has had its toll on the world and the last thing we need to be worrying about is our next grade or a test when we have loved ones who may be out on the front lines, loved ones who work in the medical field, taking care of loved ones who are sick and so forth. And there needs to be more sympathy and more empathy when it comes to 
addressing these students. Um, better access to mental health professionals because there are a lot of concern when it comes to suicide um, among the population and mental health plays a huge role in that. And if there aren't, if their mental health isn't being taken care of, how can you expect students to write papers, engage in class, participate in group projects? Like it's, it's almost impossible. And I know for a fact that Baruch has um, resources for um, mental health and uh, professionals that work in that field that the school offers, but there needs to be a way for the students to still be able to access that, um, those resources. And lastly, refunds, refunds, refunds. As you heard from the survey, uh, a number of respond a number of respondents indicated that they wanted at least partial refund for the semester, and I think this needs to be addressed because finances and money is very difficult at the moment. I can speak to that because I, my job, furloughed all their associates, and I'm can speak to the difficulties when it comes to dealing with finances during this time. And if the institution can help, whether it be giving back refunds or relief checks or whatever the the case may be, I think that would be a huge help to a lot of its student body. Before I close out this podcast, um, I just wanted to say that as a senior who is getting ready to graduate this semester, it has been a semester that I will never forget. It has been stressful. It has been frustrating. And in many ways, it has been disappointing. But I am grateful to say that podcast. I worked really hard on it and I hope you all enjoy.